Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you. Uh, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. This is Oilers now. We're in New York City. The Oilers having a practice today. Don't think they're going to skate before tomorrow's game, so they won't have a morning skate. Uh, we will tell you the best pizza in the city still making a great Royal Pizza 50-plus years in Edmonton. Royal Pizza. And now through the end of October, Royal Pizza is offering the combo special. Your choice of Greek or Caesar salad with garlic toast, two medium gourmet pizzas, and four anniversary cookies, all for 50 bucks. Pick that up at any of their 14 Edmonton and area locations. Pleased to be joined on the line by the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, Jay Woodcroft. Hi, Jay. Hi, Bob. How are you today? Well, it's, uh, it's uh, good so far, man. The... Uh, the two teams, the Oilers and the Bakersfield Condors, uh, picked up points in every game so far this season. So uh, things are going pretty well. Edmonton off to a 3-0 and start, and fans excited as all because, uh, you know, Bakersfield's got a lot of young prospects down there, and there seems to be a process with things. So, uh, you know, it's going pretty good. Let's get a thought from you. How was the weekend that was for the Bakersfield Condors? No, I thought it was a really positive weekend for our team and and for lots of our individual players as well. Um, we played two tough teams right off the bat. We played San Diego and then Ontario at home. Um, San Diego's game was uh, very closely contested. Both teams had chances. Um, we came out on top two to one, and it was uh, it was nice to see our players play with the lead for an extended period of time and feel comfortable doing so uh and then we came into the saturday night game facing um a team with a little bit of renewed energy and renewed life and and with a goaltender who was playing uh very well he'd made 41 saves the night before and uh, they played him again and uh it was an excellent excellent hockey game chances on both sides we outshot them and outchanced them almost two uh two to one but uh uh we found a way to get on the board against a hot goaltender and uh get a get a point unfortunately we lost in overtime but it was a good effort from everybody involved all right well one of the positives this past weekend was Kyler yamamoto uh scored in both games as uh, did josh curry but Yamamoto's, you know, first-round pick. There's a lot of fans sort of uh, watching him on a daily basis. What did you see over the weekend? Well, I see a guy, uh, not just on the weekend, but since 
training camp down here in Bakersfield uh, began. Just somebody who's attacked every day with with an energy and an enthusiasm about him. His skill level is uh, quite obvious. He um, he's committing to shooting the puck to develop some offensive confidence. I think. You know, he's had uh, nine shots or so. And uh, you know what? He's he's seeing the fruits of his hard work. I, even if you go back to the one exhibition game he played here in Bakersfield, he scored two goals in that game as well. So he's developing um, a nose for the net. He's finding a way to finish off plays. But more than that, um, I don't think you can just define his games or his time over these last couple of weeks here as just being offensive. He plays in every situation, goes out first on the penalty kill, first on the power play. Uh, we put him on the ice in the most critical times of the game. And, um, you know, through two regular season games and one preseason games, he should be quite happy with how he has started. And uh, he's put in another good week of practice here. So we're looking forward to seeing him continue to take steps. It's clear there's a... Uh... Uh, process here in terms of with the prospects, and uh, that's an, a, an important thing. Um, but I, I got to ask you about Ryan McLeod because very impressive early in training camp each of the last two years. Uh, but it's a step up to the American Hockey League from the OHL, isn't it? Yeah, it's a big step up. It's um, uh, this is men, and uh, it's a man's league. And even, you know, he got some great experience coming in, kind of getting airlifted into our second-round playoff series. And uh, out of necessity, there were some injuries in the lineup, and he came in and he played very, very well. Should feel very good about that. But now everybody's starting in the same place. So um, most of the prospects have come down from NHL training camps. Everybody's starting uh, from day one here in the American League. And day in, day out, it's a very tough league. And uh, that step from junior hockey to the American League might be the one of the biggest that players have to make. And fortunately, Ryan has a great attitude. He's got a, a, an NHL skill set about him. He's NHL size, NHL speed through the middle. He's working through learning how to be a professional in a man's league, learning how to practice with a certain level of pace and with a certain level of polish. And he's finding ways to contribute to our team. And, um, you know, so far uh, he's had some really good shifts and he's had some shifts where he's, he, he needs to learn a few things as well, but uh, quite bullish on him going forward. Uh, Kirill Maximov, because uh, I, I know he got into some weekend action as well. Yeah, Kirill played, uh, you know, we, we had them together. They started uh, with uh, Sam Gagne, so two kids, and, and Sam, who has a great level of experience, uh, felt good about it every time they were on the ice. Um, they, they penalty kill and are a threat on the penalty kill every time they go out there. Um, I like Kirill. I thought his game was good. Uh, when we shortened the bench down to three lines when we were behind in the third period against Ontario, he was on one of those lines. And, um, you know, he's another guy who's finding his way in a man's league. Um, what I like about it is he's taken a lot of pride in the penalty kill, and he knows that's, for him, uh, key to more ice time. He's uh, shooting the puck when the opportunity presents itself. He hasn't finished yet, but he's working on that. And, um, you know, there's been some real positive things in his game as well. 
I read some reports as we're joined by Jay Woodcroft, head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, 101 on the season. They don't play again until Sunday. Uh, you split up Tyler Benson and Cooper Morody at some stage this past weekend? Yeah, in the third period, we split them up. Um, and it, it really wasn't uh, – we jumbled the lines around in the third period. And it really wasn't an indictment on the way the team was playing. It was more trying to find some type of spark uh, to be able to finish. And like I said, we were out – out chancing and out shooting that team uh, two to one, but we had a tough time solving the goaltender. So, in the interest of trying to spark something, we got the bingo balls out, put uh, some lines together uh, that just gave a little bit of a different look, that allowed us to get different people on the ice against um, different D pairs of the other team and whatnot. And fortunately for us, it worked out. Um, we had a furious finish, we were able to tie it up. 2-2 and we had numerous chances to win it uh, but we couldn't find that third one but uh, it seemed that changing the lines up and separating a few guys uh, sparked some things. So this week at practice Jay did you have Marodi back with Benson? Well that's a good question uh, good question Bob. The, I can tell you our theme this week is a, it's a development week for our players so through the first three days we've separated everybody by position we haven't done any line work i'm going to sit okay. with my staff uh uh today and uh, heading into tomorrow's practice and that's when we're really going to to sit down and see how we want to get prepared here for this this coming uh sunday and and tuesday against san jose and stockton but uh we'll see what we're going to do if we're going to go back to what we started with or if we liked what we saw in the third period there um but that hasn't been uh fully decided yet no, how much of a difference is William Lagesson going to make uh, to your lineup, Jay? Because you didn't have him available for those games, obviously. And I mean, he's a pretty solid defenseman. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, Bill rock solid for us last year. I think he showed pretty well in NHL training camp. He uh, a lot of times was not only one of our best D-men, but one of our best players last year. So for us to not have him on the opening weekend was a tall task, but uh, I thought our decor that we did dress showed very well. Um, but we're welcoming Bill back with open arms because we know the type of player he is. We're going to pair him with Bruchard right out, off the bat here um, two real good players that we think will complement each other. So if Lagesson plays with Bouchard, and I know Caleb Jones logged, uh, and maybe just educate us here, uh, how did Bouchard play? And uh, you're, you're, Caleb Jones logged a lot of minutes last week too, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, all three of those guys in, in low, Bouchard and Jones, played big minutes for us. Um, let's start with Bouch. I thought he was a factor every time he was on the ice. Offensively, you know, he showed what, what he always shows, which is an elite ability to get his shot through. I thought he uh, got up in the rush and supported the rush very nicely. Um, he was a threat in the offensive end. But what I'm I'm starting to see is a little bit more urgency going back to pucks. Um, there's a lot of pride in, in his defending. And, you know, he's got some things to clean up as well, but he's, he's really working at it, which uh, we're proud of him for that. Um, so, But he showed very well on the weekend. Jones, he played uh, big minutes for us in every situation. His legs uh, were a great asset um, on the weekend. He he 
through a lot of the times the toughest check, and uh, we asked him to play in every situation. And uh, I thought he showed his best hockey so far of of 2019-20 uh, season. He showed it in those first two games, so it, that's positive for him. And then obviously Keegan's our leader, leader back there, and with us being a little bit uh, shorthanded, he we asked him to do a little bit more. And what a warrior this guy is! He he leads by example, and uh, he was hard physically. Um, he was very um, physical in all three zones, and showed up on uh, some of the chances for as well. So it was a positive positive weekend for him. And that said, can't go without talking about our decor without mentioning uh, the. The contributions of Kulovic, Sam Rukov, and Daharne. All three of those guys played well and a little bit more uh, limited of a role on the weekend, but they all they all showed well at different times too. Uh, Jay Woodcroft joining us right now. Jay, you split the uh, goaltending. Shane Strett had such a good year last year, got you the win in the opener. Uh, and then uh, Skinner uh, ran up against the hot guardian on the other end and Cal Peterson. But you got confidence in those two guys, especially given that, you know, Skinner got some time come playoff time last year. Yeah, we have full confidence. And in fact, Bob, I'd expand that. I think we have full confidence in all three of the the goaltenders at our disposal here, if you include Dylan Wells in that group too. Um, all three of them, put, uh, I believe, took a step this summer. They put in good work during the month of September in Edmonton during training camp. And, um, you know, we think it's a... It's one of the strengths of our team, so we don't want to overplay anybody at that position. Uh, they'll fight it out and sort out who's going to get more of the ice time uh, based on how they're playing, but uh, I thought both guys started well on the weekend, too. All right. We normally don't do this, uh, talk about the guys maybe in on AHL deals, but you got a couple forwards. Luke Esposito has been with you for a couple years now, sort of in a fourth-line energy role, and then Peluso, who we all know from uh, – you know, the NHL, legitimate tough guy. Just just a thought on that experience in those spots and having Peluso making sure that he's there to sort of ride the range because there still is a fair amount of fighting in the American Hockey League. Well, yeah, let, let's start there. So for, for us, Anthony, obviously he has um, NHL pedigree. I think he uh, strikes fear in a lot of other teams' lineups uh, when he's in our lineup. And what's underrated about him is his actual skill level. He has good skills. He skates well for a big man. He's strong on the walls, and his hands are, are fairly decent uh, when he gets the puck in the offensive zone. So for us, uh, he's a great ingredient to have, especially with some of the young skill that we have in the lineup because it makes them feel more comfortable on the ice. It makes them feel that nobody will take a liberty against them. It doesn't mean that that won't happen, and it doesn't mean anyone lets their uh, guard down. But uh, with him, he seems to keep other teams honest when they're playing the Condor. So that that's a, that's a really nice ingredient as a coaching staff to have. When it comes to Luke, I mean, you talk about somebody who's the epitome of what the Bakersfield Condors are about. This this young guy came into NHL training camp uh, last year with no contract. He earned his way into getting an American Hockey League contract. He is a standard bearer for us in that he shows up every day as a professional. He strives to be the best that he can be. He holds people accountable. Uh, he sets the work ethic uh, level for the team. He's just, uh, he's you know, and last year as we uh, had some 
holes to fill. He, he filled them for us in every capacity. Uh, so quite happy that he returned this year, and he's a real important part of showing some of these young players what it means to be a professional. We're super happy to have him uh, as part of our leadership group down here. Jay, just the one game this week? Yes, uh, you know what, we don't play until Sunday, so it's a Sunday afternoon game, and then we, uh, uh, the next week, we play early in the week, we play Tuesday against Stockton, so we're going up to Northern California uh, with a good attitude and a good frame of mind building off this development week here for us, and uh, we're excited about uh, the opportunity that San Jose and Stockton present. All right, great stuff, Jay, we'll cop uh, after the two games next week, or uh, on uh, Tuesday night then, okay? Sounds good, Bob. Take care. That's Jay Woodcroft, the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. It's 149 in Edmonton. When we come back, let's stay in Oilers history for New West travel. This is Oilers Now. Hi, I'm James Neal from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. It's 152 in Edmonton. Let's go to this day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Bob Stoffer with the Oilers in New York, as is New West Travel. And you can join Oilers now in two great second-half roadies, one in Chicago, one in Tampa. The one in Tampa includes a five-night Caribbean cruise. For reservations, call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. I was stoked on this day in Oilers history back in 2011. Brennan Escott's going to tell you why. Because Ryan Nugent Hopkins scores his first NHL goal as the Oilers knock off the Penguins 2-1 in a shootout on home ice. Taylor Hall and Alish Hemsky picking up the assists on that one and Devin Dubnik stopping 33 of 34 for the win. There were a lot of people that were uh, of the belief that Nugent Hopkins should not have played that first year in Edmonton. The guy had 52 points in 62 games and for the first month and a half of the year he was top five in scoring. So 23 power play points that season. Ironically enough, doesn't have a point in three games. Think about that. If I told you at the start of the year Nugent Hopkins wouldn't have a point in the first three games, you probably wouldn't think the Edmonton Oilers are 3-0. and All right, to our text line at 630-630. Scott in Calgary says, Bob, I'm down in Calgary, and people are mad that the Flames traded Neil to Edmonton of all places for Lucic in that no-movement clause. Players... Of all the people. Uh, totally great feeling to win the trade so far. Good to see Koskinen start with a WHL, uh, W as well. Fourth line, really inspiring, too. That one comes to us from Scott in Calgary. All right, a few things there. It is early on the trade, you know. But James Neal is positioned to succeed. Uh, he's And having Cassian play five-on-five five minutes with McDavid and Drysaddle, and then having Neal on the power play with McDavid and Drysaddle, Nugent Hopkins, and, you know, obviously Neal's playing with Nugent Hopkins 5v5. I mean, that's he can be successful in that role. Koskinen, yeah, he, he needed to get a, a, a W to start the year. Absolutely. Fourth line, if you're calling the Riley Sheehan line with Juju Arcaire with the fourth line, I, I actually think that's the third line. Those guys had a good game with Russell, and I'm going to be intrigued to see... Uh, I'm going to be intrigued to see uh, what happens uh, coming up tomorrow night against the against the uh, New Jersey Devils. Speaking of the New Jersey Devils, tomorrow Louis DeBrusque from NHL Hockey and Rogers will preview the game with me. We'll also have for our friends a Canadian Power Pack, Brian Burke, and it is the ultimate tough guy show on Thursday. New Jersey Devils broadcaster 
former Southside Athletic Club defenseman out of D.S. McKenzie, Ken Danico, will be on the Thursday edition of Oilers Now. What's coming up tonight on Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, Brendan? We've got the captain of the U of A Golden Bears, former Kamloops Blazer Ryan Rahill. It is the Eskimos Coaches Show as well with Jason Moss and Kelly Rudy will be on. All right, good stuff there. Uh, we will head it off to a 6.30 Ched news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Ched afternoons with Jalen and I. Bob Stoffer with you in New York. I'll talk to you tomorrow at noon. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.